Hey, welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate Fast and Furious podcast. Dominic Toretto lives his life a quarter mile at a time, so we're watching the Fast and Furious movies a quarter hour at a time. I am Zach Bassetta. With me, as always, is Vito Lapicola. Hello. Hey, Vito. Hey. And great. How are you? I'm all right. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. And also, of course, Anthony Ray Bench. How's it going, Anthony? It's going pretty good, Zach. How good. are you? I'm great. I'm glad to hear that, Anthony. And we have a very special guest with us today, comedian, actor on shows like uh, HBO's In- Insecure, I believe, and uh, opens for Martin Lawrence, which is interesting. Clayton Thomas, thanks for being here, man. <laughs> Clayton. <laughs> Great. So, Clayton, what, what is your background with uh, Fast and Furious? Are you into these movies at all? Oh, man, I'm very into the franchise. There have been so many movies, you forget how many until you look back and I'm like, man, this is the first one. Like, I am in overdrive. Well, you know that The Rock is... Yeah, well, there, we most the overarching things, yeah, like the broad yeah. stroke stuff. Okay, of course. Cool. so you know the Rock is a part. So <laughs> since the Rock has been a part of the franchise, it's been like on steroids for me. So I am even along more, with the Rock. Yeah, I he can brought the steroids. Yes, <laughs> literally. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to keep Anthony a, a little bit in the dark as much as we can. Yeah, anyway. but he, he I knows know the basics, that the Rock is yeah. in the movies. <laughs> Did you know that Vin Diesel is in all of the films but Tokyo Drift? <laughs> Who's Vin Diesel? I'm just oh boy. Hilarious. Clayton, tell tell us a little bit about yourself, man. You're a stand-up comic, uh, you know, geek. Been on shows left and right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, you know, there's a a lot and a little to say about it. I'm very lucky and fortunate to continue to work in this town. Uh, Comedy is always number one love. Everything I do is to kind of drive back to bringing the audience to my shows. But uh, I'm having the ball of my life just in the past. I'll say three years. Like everything has been incredible, man. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, you are. You are one of the most positive people that I know. Your posts you, are man. always, which is super what this podcast needs, is some oh, damn yeah. positivity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're just big rain clouds of despair and <laughs> yes. doom and gloom. That's right. Well, uh, I don't know. We're getting into the doom and gloom of the movie. <laughs> That's right. We're getting really into weird. some heavy stuff. I just want to say that this 15 minutes is my favorite section so far that we have discussed. Mm-hmm. And like to me, this is actually the movie. This there, there section are some really incredible sequences in this film with the writing, the directing, and the acting that is amazing, and we're going to analyze the hell out of it. And some crazy stunt work, some oh, yeah. real like character development. I mean, stuff is great. And I agree with you guys mostly. I, I have some issues with with this scene. Uh-oh. Oh boy, or with I'm, this chunk, this oh, fifteen minutes. Okay. Always with the doom and gloom. <laughs> yep. No, Who's kidding. the cloud, Anthony? Yeah. Me. Um, there is one thing, just some business I want to mention. Uh, something my brother pointed out to me. I totally missed this on Brian Earl Spilner's driver's license. If we can assume that his birthday is the same as Brian O'Connor's, Brian was born on the Fourth of July. Wow, how ultra American! <laughs> because Brian O'Connor is all American. He is mm-hmm. all American. Through I and should through. have noticed that. But you know what's really weird is yesterday I was on IMDb and I found out that uh, Paul Walker and I have the same birthday, there September you. the twelfth. How about that? Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from fast cars. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no, no, oh, sorry, Jesus. I didn't mean. That. Oh, sorry. Just don't do it. Happy belated birthday, by you know, the way. Thank you. <laughs> Wow. By the way, from all of us here, there's yeah. something I, I I did want to point out. I didn't get to mention in, in the last episode, which I thought was really funny, is the VW Jetta that Jesse drives away at the end of the race wars thing when he's like, nobody can have my car. Mm-hmm. Was actually purchased after the movie by Frankie Muniz, mm. uh, which means that it suffered an even worse fate than it would have been uh, if Johnny Tran had gotten it. So uh, <laughs> I thought that was kind of 
Yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing. <laughs> well, I'm glad he legit tried to be a racer for a while. Yeah, yeah. and he really? was using that car. Yeah. That's I'm, the, I'm glad he got a, really a good thing. home. That's all yeah. that I care. What's he doing now? He's he is a legit race car driver. I think he he drives professionally, from what I understand. Wow, left Hollywood behind a race cars. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Wow, how about that? Malcolm in the middle lane. Well, I mean, when you. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> That's our podcast. No, we'll I, see you next I kind week. of, I have to imagine that after having done that show, he's probably pretty well off. Oh, God. And I, I think maybe, what was it, like eight seasons or something like something that? Like I'm sure that. he yeah. probably was like, you know, I kind of, he hit his apex early, so Ooh. maybe maybe he just wanted to go out on top, and he and he went and started doing what he loved after that. You know, he had the, the money to get the cars and stuff, and, you know. That's more power Ryan to Ryan was yeah. rich before he even got to doing Breaking Bad, so that makes sense. Yeah, and he yeah. made so mm-hmm. much money after Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He made yeah, his real money on the Power Rangers. So, speaking <laughs> of, right. of making money, uh, Brian is trying to get in to Dom's uh, hijacking mm-hmm. uh thing he wants yes. he wants to get involved yeah so we're still at race wars at this point like it's the aftermath of the race wars and it's kind of like burning man for gearheads which that's is funny. exactly there's what a I guy thought. there's a chubby dude dancing with like glow sticks it's it's night one totally of burning 2001 man. yeah like reference because that who does glow sticks anymore music if yeah. it was one year later he would have had a pacifier in his mouth I'm right convinced. right um He'd been wearing pink <laughs> yeah so yeah pink. we left off dom and john wars. johnny tran were in a fight <laughs> Who's Don? the worst name for... the worst. Who, they Johnny Tran? didn't catch Dude, that they before. almost named the movie Race Wars. Really? Almost named it Race Wars. Well, I heard it was called Redline for a while. It was There was Redline, Racer X, Race Wars, and then finally, basic... Okay, so another interesting tidbit, tidbit is that uh, the producer, Neil Moritz, his grandfather was the guy who produced the original Fast and the Furious. The Roger Corman. From movie. 1955. Interesting. Mm. So he bought the rights to the name and then scrapped everything else and rebooted it as this franchise. So, wow. So would the sequel be called Two Race, Two Wars? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not everything is black and white. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the leads. Except <laughs> right, for right. the leads. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Oh. Brian Walker. Two race, Paul Walker. two wars. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same. <laughs> I know. It doesn't have the same ring to it. That's yeah. for sure. So Dom gets pulled off of Johnny Tran yelling, I never knocked on nobody. Yeah. And there's this there's this shot of Brian seeing this. And I thought that because honor and loyalty and respect are so important to Dom, I kind of wondered, was this the moment when Brian thought like, you know, there's something uh, there's something to this guy's character. I've sullied this man yeah. with my police presence. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Brian sees this and he knows that Dom didn't narc on this guy. Right. And probably wouldn't. Well, Dom won the fight, though, so it wasn't as bad That's as it could true. have been. I don't think there's any arguing Yeah. who won the fight. Yeah. And uh, that night, there's more terrible music playing. <laughs> and uh, and the obligatory guy with, with glow sticks, which That's is hilarious. Right. Like I said... Night one at Burning Man. Totally embarrassing. There's yeah. a wide shot. There's maybe like a hundred people there. Um, apparently, this was supposed to be an indoor shoot, like in those uh, hangars. That's where the oh, scene really? was. Go- okay. There was going to be a rave scene. Uh, I forget why they they changed it, but uh, they ended up shooting it outside instead, which is maybe why there's fewer people there. Yeah, they they had to cheat the shot. Basically, they did. They probably tried to make it look like there were more people, but they mm-hmm. yeah they cheated the shot. Well, you got to do what you got to do. Look, the race wars are over. <laughs> Everybody left. They're just hanging out now. That's right. Yeah, it was only a one day <laughs> yeah, convention. The, to the victors, it was go a the racing spoils. convention. To the, to the losers, they have to make the long trek home. That's right. That's why there were only hundred people left. <laughs> so Brian goes into Mia's camper RV thing, and she isn't in there. But Brian overhears her outside begging Dom not to leave. 
and uh, we can assume he's about to go on another heist. Yeah, it's like apparently. three in the morning, and they're in the middle of the desert. Like, right. They're not going to get Twinkies. But like I mentioned, yeah. I can't figure out why she doesn't want him to go all of a sudden. What's different well, about because, this? Because than- in the next scene, we will actually kind of see. I, I believe that the, that's the, the same reason, why, reason. I think so. Yes. Okay. Makes okay. sense. Well, you mentioned they're down a guy. That's yes. what we're referring Jesse, to. Jesse has taken off. And, and as we'll see in the next scene, that is a major thing that hangs over the heads of everybody mm-hmm. in, in the heist with the exception of Dom. But we'll get into that when we get there. I keep meaning to say this up front, but we are f- recording again at uh, lovely Hollywood Arclight. So yes. if you hear we're any, outside uh, today. So you're going to hear helicopters chasing people because we have yep, street airplanes, chases car on a daily basis. Off. Car alarms and it's the occasional LA. crazy person begging for money. <laughs> and, uh, which none of us have cash on the anyway. restaurant. Straight up is, gorilla podcasting. Yeah, that's right. I'm that's all right. about it. Yeah. So Dom takes off anyway against yeah. Mia's wishes. And uh, Brian goes out to confront Mia. He asks where Dom's going. Mia won't tell him. And Brian knows something's up, so he mentions the trucks and reveals that he's a cop. So this is the first time that Brian is revealing to someone outside of, you know, his circle of police officers that he is. It's pretty. It's a pretty intense moment. Like, yeah. like when he reveals it to her, the shock that she conveys. Um, she it, doesn't even believe it. Yeah, her. Yeah. She, she legit, like, tears up. You know, exactly. She's no, just like, what the fuck are you talking about, It's funny you say that because I, I paused it last night when I was watching it. And, like, yeah, she just had, like, these tears in her eyes. And I thought, yeah. like, that's, you know, some really good – that whole sequence, again, everything yeah, in this – coach for this this movie earned his or her Absolutely. Pay. Oh, yeah. Because the, they, we were mentioning this while we were watching the 15 minutes before the we started recording. But, like, the acting and the intensity in this 15 minutes is stellar. It is. And, of course, she doesn't take this news well. And instead of explaining immediately how he feels about her, Brian wakes a bit so he can pull her back dramatically. Right. He right. could have just said, hey, <laughs> this is how I feel about you, but he had to wait a couple seconds. And you were you were saying, Anthony, before we started, that was a, an opportune moment for her to slap him. Yeah, and yeah, a cliche moment. Right. Yeah, and, and But I, in real life, like, she would have slapped the shit out oh, of him. Oh, yeah. Come but on. Here's, here's the weird thing, though, is I think if it had been anyone else, if it had been Letty, she would have slapped him. But Letty would have punched him. But she's such a sweetheart. No, yeah, and that's one of the weird things is, like, they wrote this part for uh, Eliza Dushku. Mm. I could see her punching him. Oh, um, interesting. Wait, Natalie wait, they Portman. wrote the Letty part yeah. for Eliza? Oh, or no, they I'm wrote sorry, the sister part? They wrote part. The, the Mia part. Yeah, the sister. Really? It was written for Eliza Dushku. She turned it down. Um, what? We, were, we talked about last I love week. Dushku. Literally. <laughs> Who doesn't? The director wanted to have the cast of Saved by the Bell as the three leads. Screech was going to be. Uh, You're the, lying. The, I'm not kidding. Mark Paul Gosler was going to be the Paul Walker character, and Mario uh, Lopez was going to be Dom. Are you and serious? Not not a joke, but they, they said it's going to confuse fans of Saved by the Bell, so they recast it. But um, <laughs> I still want to see this That would have been mind Kelly Kapowski was going to be... She would have been a showgirl. <laughs> yeah, she would have been a showgirl. You're thinking of Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Sorry. <laughs> the um, other Jesse. Kelly right. would have been the girl that was teasing the threesome. That's right. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. But, but so, I would have like, loved to see Mark Paul Gosler's Paul Wouldn't Walker's that have character. been an unreal movie? Wow. It would have been on sci-fi instead of at the oh, theaters. Absolutely. But. but that's only because you added Dustin Diamond and Mario yeah, Lopez. If it would have just been Mark Paul Gosler. Oh, what are you guys doing with those trucks? Shut up. Zoys. Shut up, Screech. But anyway, Natalie Portman turned down the part. Uh, there were several others, I believe, uh, uh, Buffy, Sarah Michelle Geller. So there were other women, I think, had they been in that, they would have punched them. But I think they cast her because she's so sweet. Yeah, I, I, don't, think, I don't think her character in that movie would have hit him. I think she, she loves him so much that she can't, 
she's not she's not a violent well because her feelings are genuine as well and i think that that's what she's so upset about is now with this revelation that he's a cop she's thinking well are your feelings for me real right or or not and brian tells her that they are and that if they let dom go right now that they are actually putting him in danger because the Mm. the truck drivers are gunning up yeah the cops all the every cop in la is after him yeah and so they got to go do something to stop it. Although, ironically, all, all of the cops are after them, but there's not a single car not on the one. road. We never see a single one. We see the car chase. Not a single car other no. than the truck and the people. That's but anyway, right. we're That's getting right. ahead of ourselves. Shout out to that. Oh, yeah, I'll give yeah. the shout out later. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, they leave the crazy desert party in Brian's Supra, and they're not sure what direction Dom would have gone, so Brian calls the police headquarters to have them trace Dom's cell phone. And there's this great section where he has to get the cell phone number from Mia. And this whole time I was thinking, like, Brian didn't have Dom's cell phone. They were yeah, they best, were, best buddies now. Yeah. It seems like he would have said, like, hey, uh, here's my number. Tension. It builds the tension here's between him and Mia. Here's my number. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call me if you need something. But there is something else, too, I wanted to point out. The uh, We kind of mock uh, Paul Walker sometimes on the show. We love him. But, you know, we make fun of his acting a little bit. But in that scene where he's like, I need you to help me, please help me, that is a real emotion. That if he's if all I that. saw of Paul Walker was this 15 minutes, I got to yeah. say. Yeah, he's, my, he's yeah. damn good in this 15 minutes. Yeah. And so is Vin Diesel. Anything, Anthony? Any, any Paul Walker feelings? Nope. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Just want to check. He does nothing for me. <laughs> really? Yep. Paul Walker is literally apple pie. Like, he's... You can't not like Paul Walker yeah. because he gives you just enough to where you like him. Right. And yeah. he doesn't give you enough to be like, eh, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, you're always, if you were throwing a party, somebody was like, hey, Paul Walker's coming. You'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. But I'm you're never going to say, hey, man, I want Paul Walker here. You're just <laughs> glad that he's there. Exactly. You're he's, not looking for him, but you're not he, mad. He's, yeah. safe enough, he's safe enough that he's not going to steal your girl. Exactly. But he's going to bring fun to the party. Facts. Uh, yeah. Okay, you know yeah. what Paul Walker is to me? Right, like I, I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan, and I know that he gets a lot of guff and and a lot of shit for yeah. you know kind of being like monotone and boring and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Paul Walker embodies everything that people talk shit about Keanu Reeves on. We're gonna get hate mail. Oh no! <laughs> oh man! Well, saying. you know, I do think that like yeah, Keanu Reeves has some maybe better acting chops than than Paul Walker, but for whatever reason, in the Fast and Furious movies, and I've seen other movies I've liked him in, but these like I really feel like he is kind of the glue that holds this whole thing Absolutely. together. He's the heart. Yeah, he's the heart exactly. He's, he's the sincerity. He, yes, he has moments, but I, I just I'm not. Interested I think your in your interest in him will grow as this podcast continues. Well, we'll see. Like we will I'm, see. I'm, I've always said that I'm open to, you know, embracing the new sexual experiences. Oh, sorry. That too. Yeah. yeah. Just as long as nothing goes in me, I'm, I'm fine. Uh. So, so meanwhile, uh, Dom and his team are setting up. They drive their fancy cars to some inconspicuous part where park. Uh, it's it's an this. odd place. Yes. Well, it's kind of just, well, uh, Mia says it's in Thermal, California, which I assume is a real place. I'm not entirely sure. But that they have parked their, their hijacking cars. Yeah, it's a, it almost looks like a dome of some kind or yeah. like an observatory. Yeah, that's and, what I thought too. It's and their not cars Griffith, are like the biodome from biodome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Paulie Shore's partying inside with that's Brandon right. Fraser. Stephen Baldwin. Or Stephen Baldwin, sorry. You know, as a kid watching that movie, Frazier. you know, as kids, there aren't many movies that you don't like. <laughs> right. But I remember as a kid and I was like, this isn't good. And I was like nine. Free Mahi Mahi. had taste at nine. And I couldn't believe it because I had just got done watching. Aladdin, Prince of Thieves, and was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> yeah. And now knowing that they both were trash, but it's like, man. 
Sorry, that was completely the best no, part no, of that no, movie please. is like the three seconds that Tenacious D are in. Sure. <laughs> I didn't even know they were in that movie. That They're in it for like three I'm seconds. I'm just agreeing. I've not seen Biodome, but I've seen Encino Man and Son in Law. Encino Man. There's I've certain seen it several Encino times. Yeah, Pauly Shore good. had his moment. Yeah. He had I his saw moment. In the Army now. Oh, wow. You're I'm a Pauly Shore fan. <laughs> and Jury Duty. That is a fan. I like I wouldn't say a fan, but like you said, you like anything. You do, but. At that point, once you start like you start liking Jim Carrey, and then you right. start seeing more Jim Carrey movies, you're like, "Oh, I love Jim Carrey!" Right. When you see more than two movies that Paulie Shore <laughs> happened to be in, you are a fan. We call right. we call that the Yahoo Serious, uh, whatever. Oh, it's like Yahoo Christ. Serious. I have young seen Einstein. all three Yahoo Serious movies. Are you serious? Because yes. I didn't even know he made one. <laughs> he did. More. I, no, I did not know that he made more than one movie. I love Young, young Einstein, Einstein so oh, God, much. I saw so both bad. Reckless Kelly and Mr. Accident. Which is terrible, Mr. Accident. Wow. Yeah, it's Is that the sequel to Unbreakable? <laughs> it might as well. They be. called me Mr. Accident. Mr. Accident. I don't remember enough to go through oh, the plot. Oh, that was perfect. That, that was perfect. Mr. So, uh, it was also interesting to note Jesse is is off. Who knows where? So they're they're down a guy. Well, he's. It's only been a couple hours. Right. So he's off, probably like sulking, staring at shooting a, up. Who knows? He's at, he's at like a dam, staring at over the water. Thinking about how contemplating his, his life, because yeah. <laughs> his the dad ever gets out of prison. No, yeah, he's the Cameron of the of the of the movie. Like his his dad's car is now compromised, mm-hmm. and his dad's gonna kill him. Right. So he's out wherever. Now here's the weird thing: they're parked at this observatory thing. It's clearly L.A. or near L.A. How right. did they not get parking tickets? For stowing their cars at this place, like Dom their cars are people. perfectly parked on the side. It's like this is a thing you think a ranger is going to go by. Yeah. They they've been towed. Like how do they keep? And their they cars also have like place? car covers on them, as though I don't know what right. that's supposed to mean. Like yeah. no one's because the know cops the cops can't see it. Those aren't the cars. Well, there's clearly no cars here. <laughs> They're covered. Yeah. These cars are fine. Every time we record this podcast, there's fucking sirens. Yeah. Well, that's they're how chasing, you know we're in L.A. They're chasing Domino's crew, man. Yeah, that's Domino's right. Sets, or they're going to Glendale to investigate Yeah, to investigate that's a 187. Right. So both Letty and Leon express nervousness about this job, but Dom says that they've been doing this for three months now and that this is the last heist they need to pull before a long vacation because apparently $6 million in merchandise is not enough. It's very strange to me that for being a brilliant strategist throughout this series, that Dom is completely oblivious to the fact that he's in danger. Like mm-hmm. his sister is like, please don't go, which is what I think she senses something's up. Right. Um, Jesse. I mean, Jesse. Uh, well, Jesse's gone. Leon and um, Why do they let Jesse fucking. How, what does Jesse do in these robberies? <laughs> That's like, a great question. What does he question. do? Just spaz out? <laughs> like, what is his function? Because when I found out he was part of the robberies, I was like, That's not really good thinking you know that hadn't crossed my mind but now that you mentioned yeah, it, yeah, like, i can't imagine what he would have done what does he do he just is he's on the left side right he Letty's just, he on the just right. navigates look out yeah because yeah. they do say well jesse's not here so letty had to take the left side implying oh, i guess that jesse so. takes the left usually i don't know jeez she's They've thought of everything the in this driver, as we see in the sequence <laughs> but um yeah it's crazy that he is completely oblivious to the danger that's coming Yes, and I also wanted to mention the music is actually great here. There's so much terrible music in this oh, film. Oh, my goodness. It was this, like, really, like, moody, kind of almost noir-type synthy stuff. It was real subtle, but it was really good. It was probably the actual music composed for the movie that you never hear exactly. in the movie. Because they put shitty 2001, you know, era yeah. fucking rock in it. Um, Bad the other, the other thing, uh, there's a really great Vin Diesel moment and, and uh, 
Michelle Rodriguez where he says to her, she's like, I don't want to do this, man. I don't want to do this. He goes, you know, I had a dream that you and I, you know, were uh, on a beach in Mexico. And she's like, really? He's like, yeah. And he kisses her and she's not buying it. Mm-hmm. Like he And he's not buying it. I think he knows something's going to happen. Oh, I'm I sure he, he just meant goes the fact that he anyway. realized she was a lesbian and this oh. just wasn't working out. But that also. <laughs> I thought I knew you. Don't say that about my lady. I love her so. She's so tough. But you're probably mad. right, Vito. I, I think Dom probably knows her. He's probably got that same uneasy feeling too. But he's yeah. so committed to getting this done. He's like, you know, he mentioned this is the last one we need. He's which hardcore, is man. He's convenient. only he's living a quarter mile at a time. That's right. He's not thinking an hour ahead. It's exactly right. true. Or 20 miles ahead or whatever it is. Uh, so back with uh, Brian, those trace results come through, and even though uh, Brian is the one driving, he takes the map from Mia to look up directions. Um, ex- inexplicably, Dom and his crew are now 40 miles away, which felt far. Yeah, it was only a few minutes. Because they left right after they're, each other. They're yeah. going very fast. Very. They are going they very They do fast. have fast cars. Uh, and so Brian is heading towards them. Mia asks what he's going to do, and Brian doesn't answer. He's, he's Indiana Jones in it. Yeah. He's, yeah. She goes. She asked him twice, "What are you gonna do?" And he's just like staring ahead. I'm gonna like, make it up as I go along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so this whole sequence here is so fucking great. Um, I don't know exactly how to break it down because I think there's so much to talk about, but we'll we'll do our best. Uh, so Dom's team attack. Uh, Dom's team attacks a truck. This time, for some reason, in broad daylight because every right. other heist that we see is in the middle of the night. Yeah, and they're also not wearing their black spandex suits, just their helmets. Uh, one of the one of the weird things I was thinking when you pointed that out is like their their stuff is done under the cover of night, which offers safety. Right. But symbolically, I don't mean to get too deep with this movie, but symbolically, their sins are being brought to light oh. in this scene. Nice. So that's why it takes place in the daytime. All is being revealed. Yeah, because right. it's like in the Dark Knight uh, Rises, uh, the scene where Batman fights Bane at the end is the first time we see Batman in the daylight throughout the entire movies. Interesting. It's yeah. like, yeah, so I think symbolically Which that... Which was weird. That kind of, yeah, it was a weird sequence. Yeah. But but symbolically that sequence shows, you know, the light rising and, mm-hmm. you know, they, so I think it's it's that everything is about to be revealed. You know, that makes sense because there is so much symbolism throughout this 15 minutes that we mentioned that uh, you're probably right. Or, or it was unintentional we're totally reading into it. But if but. we read it, it's there. That's true. That is one thing I learned in film class. If you decode it, it's it's there. That's true. Um, So anyway, (laughs) uh, Dom pulls out in front of the truck, and and Vince is with him, and he shoots the the harpoon thing. thing. We can call it a harpoon. We can call it a harpoon. I like harpoon. You want to call it a harpoon? Okay. I like that. So Vince shoots the harpoon into the the driver should have immediately been like, okay, he's standing up about to shoot something. Let me turn. (laughs) Right. 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 That's ridiculous. Should you say harpoon? Harpoon. Because they're Carpo. in cars. <laughs> but that's right. I like, I like the fact it took you a full two minutes yeah. <laughs> to, to have that register. He's turning red left. Wait a minute. I thought oh, you guys were it. so like, happy to call it a harpoon. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's a fucking grappling hook. They're, what we're hunting is bigger than whales. That's right. We're going to need a bigger car. Carpoon. Dude, you are oh so God. right, Clayton. Like, he, he, he pops up. Yes. He pulls a weapon that looks like probably could be a shotgun or yes. something. The driver's just like, nope, I'm committed I to saying to stay on this route. Straight well, but the driver and Vince sees this. Vince doesn't. Or uh, Dom sees this and Vince doesn't. That the driver of the truck has his own shotgun. He has a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. And, and Vince, I guess, is. Anthony, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say this movie would. It missed an opportunity. It could have been the truck driver from the beginning. 
or from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't wait for you, sons oh, of oh, bitches. Oh, you mean the same <laughs> truck driver? Yeah, yeah, the same truck driver. He's getting revenge. Well, that's He's a different movie. He's still got a bandage on his head. <laughs> yeah. That's right. From where Not they knocked again. him out with his he back. He knows what's coming. You know what this movie is missing? It's missing an antagonist. Mm. It really doesn't have, like, a central villain. Well, I mean, I think that uh, the red herring is Johnny Tran. The actual antagonist is Dom, even though he ends up being, like, sort of an anti-hero protagonist in a way as well. Yeah, I see it as an anti-hero. I think, like, they needed, like, a bad Something guy. Something more yeah. black and white. And the later movies have a bad guy, right? That is a yeah. fact. I yeah. didn't want to I'm glad he said it as the person <laughs> who didn't watch the movies. I'm like, oh, you'd be surprised <laughs> to know as the movies go on, they <laughs> rectify that problem. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. That is a good point. Yeah, they See, there's something for to look what, forward to. What the movies lack in the beginning, like it's it's literally like somebody took notes and said, "Here's what doesn't work." Well, again, yeah. that's and what's so great about later. this first movie is like having seen the other ones. This one is so simple. It mean like it really does feel like they could have come from this yeah, humble when beginning. You see, in a when way. you see where the, what they're capable of later, yeah. you're like, "This was like a rinky-dink operation." Yeah, that this they is were Mickey Mouse at the beginning. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I guess Vince is typically the guy that jumps onto the cab. Uh, he doesn't hear uh, Dom warning him, so he jumps onto the cab anyway, and he's a- attached to the carpoon. He, he yeah, shoots a second one into the stuck into the carpoon. Well, he's got, he, yeah. he attaches himself to this harness thing, uh, which I guess, I guess the, that I, makes sense because if, if he the guy fall. swerves, he he'll hang. Exactly, but he won't exactly. fall, which is yeah makes sense. So uh, Vince uh, gets onto the cab. He sees the the gun and he ducks just in time before the guy shoots his own three engine. times yeah right, exactly right. this guy is really yeah we we as we noted as we were watching the 15 minutes this guy does more damage to his own truck <laughs> than, they could, than they could have done <laughs> like if he had just stopped and given them the merchandise <laughs> yeah he would have still like he's got nothing to lose you presume this guy owns the truck right i've to. known truck drivers they they have to pay it's like 200 grand by the time they pay off these well trucks. or he mm. could work for a service that provides the trucks like my dad worked for Walmart, so they gave him it a truck. Me. Yeah, but these aren't Walmart trucks. Yes, I'm just it's saying there's KJ an alternate shipping or whatever it is. It's, it's, K- it's J- very obviously it a mom and pop organization trying to make. So its you're way. saying that the driver was probably either K or J. Maybe both. <laughs> it's possible. Right. <laughs> I'm Kevin and Jeff. Um, so <laughs> Vince, their names are Kevin and Jeff. That that's right. That's Kevin right. And Jeff Shipping. <laughs> you guys need your VCRs and DVD players. They are, they are a gay married couple call to another. Kevin. Yeah. Call Kevin or Jeff or Jeff or both. <laughs> we have to, One we of have us to, will answer the phone. Yeah. We are here for you. Call Kevin or Jeff. They got. It. They they're a gay couple, so they have to be a little <laughs> more. Now they're a couple. Call. That's right. Call us now. We will ship everything you need. It was from Kevin's money, but Jeff's idea. Oh, right. that's hilarious! Right. And then and then they had a lover spat after this final heist, and the company just went under. It folded. So yeah, I mean, it's it's terrible. So this is really this the highlight of K and J. This was their last trip. <laughs> yeah, it was their last. That's why the guy's not stopping because he's like, I can't let Kevin and Jeff down. <laughs> I know. I cannot let these guys down. They gave me a chance. They gave me a chance when no one else. Would. Straight out of prison. <laughs> They're gonna think I took these DVD players. <laughs> or if he was the original <laughs> truck driver from the beginning he would have cause it because he already be, got Anthony. fucked over it might be he'd might be, be like i'm not gonna let these motherfuckers well, you know hijack what? me twice what yeah. i actually like is that they don't make the driver a care like we barely see his, yeah, we face. Don't even see his face like he more represents he's the villain idea. from duel yeah he, he, he is the villain the from, from duel, duel. yeah yeah, this is a dual sequel. Actually, we didn't <laughs> mention that before. Uh, so, <laughs> Dom pulls off to the side of the truck. He he he's trying to get uh, he, right next to uh, where uh, Vince. He's trying is. to save Vince because Vince is like on the side now. 
Well, no, not yet. Oh, okay. Because uh, that whole thing is interesting, too. Well, by, by the way, too, I have to point out that their entire plan hinges on the idea that the semi-driver, A, will not stop the vehicle. Yep. Which he doesn't. And B, is not going to be armed. Like, what semi-driver have you ever known doesn't have a weapon? Well, at the beginning of the movie, he just had a bat. And yeah. they had a tranquilizer gun. Love, Where's the, the tranquilizer idea. gun? They should yeah. shoot him with the tranquilizer gun. Well, it's I'm not, sorry it's to harp on this, but it would have been like a... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you going to say that you think it should have been the driver from, from the, the beginning? beginning of the yes. <laughs> because he would have had a mini character arc. But you know, now Kevin he knows and Jeff to bring to a gun instead of a baseball bat. Kevin and Jeff have to shine, too. Kevin and Jeff. They have to get their chance at, at the glory. So you know what I mean? Letty, Letty pulls ahead as a distraction and basically allows the, the driver to shoot at her car, which is very dangerous. And meanwhile, Vince is this is the part uh, where Vince is about to jump. And what's interesting about this part is that Dom is counting to three, so Vince will know when to jump. But the driver can hear it, and so right as Vince is about to jump, he slams on the brakes and then, like, you know, hits the accelerator again, and that's what causes Vince to swing around to the side, still tethered to the harpoon. Maybe mm. I, I don't think he hears so much as he sees he Vin ESP. Diesel <laughs> leaning out of the window, like like that meme where he's reaching for the for, <laughs> for the, the for the ticket. Yeah, right. He's literally leaning three quarters of the way out of the car, going jump, jump, <laughs> take my hand. So I'm assuming the driver is seeing him and going, oh, he's gonna jump. Let's fuck that up for these guys. Right. And he slams the brakes on. Because yep. he's a smart driver. It's the driver smart. is not happy. And a great multitasker. No. Absolutely. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's driving is on point. He never lost momentum. He, he's learned his mistakes from the first 15 minutes of the movie. That's yeah. some good headcanon, yeah, Anthony. Yeah, that's, that's my headcanon. Head in, in, in my, well, I was going to say in my headcanon, he is a former stuntman who, oh. who is now working for Kevin and Jeff. Because, <laughs> because I, have, I once saw a semi overturn swerving slightly to miss like a cat in the mm. road, and it overturned and exploded. And oh, this shit. guy has cars swerving around. They're going under him. They're going around him. They're shooting his windows out. And this fucking guy... Never loses focus. Never. He was a stunt man. He's committed. Kevin and Jeff hired the right man for the, the job. Right man. And that's what he wanted to show them that they hired the right. I told man. you <laughs> two week two weeks later. I told you, Kevin, we got our shipment. That's all that matters. But the yeah. truck is ruined. <laughs> the truck is ruined. That's it. This business is over. So Vince okay. is on the side of the cab there, and his and his arms all wound up in the wire, and so now he can't get himself mm. out. He's bleeding out. Vince is yeah. trying to grab him. The driver's shooting at him through the door. It's crazy. But then the driver shoots Dom's tire, and, and Dom kind of struggles to, to maintain control. So Letty comes back up to try to, uh, I don't know, distract the driver again. And here's some trivia yeah, for what you. Yeah, what is the point of, of what she's doing? Because that car will not stop that truck. To drive, right, under the, right. to drive under the semi. To put herself in danger? Because that semi Letty does right the cool her. move yeah, where she drives under the semi I truck. know. It's a really amazing moment, actually. Yeah. It's interesting that it's given to the female character. Again, this Even movie's progressive. Even before it became popular, too. That's right. That's true. Thanks, Fast and Furious. But, uh, yeah, what, it did before it was cool. Yeah. At what point do you just kind of go, this has gone belly up, we're leaving Vince behind? Oh, great question. You know what that, I mean? But see, that's what, again, the whole message of this movie is that you don't leave anyone behind. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, Dom would true. never... I mean, Dom does everything in his power within this sequence to save Vince, and that's what makes it so great. I'm getting ahead of myself. No, yeah, that's true. I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) So Letty does the the under-the-semi-truck trick, but the the truck driver, he's clever, so he rams right into her as soon as she's on the other side, and uh, she goes rolling. Dom tells Leon to go save her or to go help her, 
And in this part, Leon has never been more committed to a, a mission, I believe. For the actor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because he is. He's he never is. been given any responsibility. <laughs> no. It's this like Rob part. Cohen pulled him aside and said, this is like your last few minutes in the movie. You're going to want to make this This count. is Leon's purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I know I screwed you on giving you that job from Kevin <laughs> and Jeff, but this <laughs> is going to be your moment. <laughs> I'm making it up. <laughs> so... Was How, I, I kept wondering when I was watching the sequence, this guy's driving, he's not swerving, the nope. semi-driver, that is. How is this guy reloading so fast? Is exactly. Lee Harvey Oswald driving this fucking oh. truck? <laughs> <laughs> well, but that is because there's sort of a disparity because, like, yeah, he's he's loading them, like, le- you know, super quick. But then when Brian shows up, it does take him, like, yeah, suddenly he's three like, minutes to reload. work no more. He, he forgot shot to- a lot of shells, though. In That's his right. Defense. He forgot to take his heart pills. So he's, <laughs> yeah. he's working with one arm by the time Brian shows he up. He had to open up a new box, new box of shells. <laughs> So Leon helps uh, Letty out of her vehicle by pulling her violently upward. Yeah, she's in a wheelchair now. I know, right? Like, it's like, like your neck could be broken. Move somebody <laughs> when you're in an accident. He yanks her out of there, like she's like a stepchild. We gotta get to, you out of here. Yeah, like you're. It's fucking horrible. Did yeah, that she's in a wheelchair. Letty is in a wheelchair for the rest of the movies. <laughs> that's Anthony. right. That's a spoiler. She's a parapo- uh, well, not a paraplegic. Spoiler. What's the two? Quadriplegic. Well, no, it is a par. Yeah, she's she a becomes the oracle of the team. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Look Shitty out! Reference. There's a there there's a go. cop at Fifth and Main. She's <laughs> you know, looking, looking at her computer scene. <laughs> so, where are we, dude? Her car Another goes fucking flying. Yeah, like I mean, her car flips like four times. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's true. She should be dead. And and right when uh, Leon gets her out of there, uh, Brian and Mia go racing by. Yeah, they show up. That's a great hero shot. Oh too. man, it's perfect timing. Like it cuts to like this empty road, and their car shoots into frame. Totally. And 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 goes shooting past. It's like a really amazing moment. And Dom is still driving next to the semi truck, desperately trying to get you know to help Vince. Vince gets shot in the side mm. at that point, and then Dom's uh, car gets shot right in the engine. So he's out of commission. He has lost all hope. Who should show up but Brian? But Brian. And not only is he there to save Vince, but he's there to save the guy who has been an asshole to him. True this ironic fashion. Film. Yes. But what's what's really ironic, not only is Brian saving Vince, the girl he loves is driving the getaway That's car. That's right. It's like totally, even even in the moment where they're saving his life, it's that little extra little stab into the kidney. <laughs> we still went to cha-cha-cha. You know, it's like, yeah. It's like it's like it's still horrible. Like he's probably looking like I'm being saved by these two assholes who fucked me over. Mm-hmm. Oh well, which yeah. is exactly better than dying. <laughs> it yeah. is. And uh, somehow Brian rips off the roof of his car. I guess it's detachable. He, like, yeah, yeah, what was that about? Detachable roof yeah. that they never mentioned before. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's a convertible. He no. just like pushes on it. It's Made a possible kit car. by Nas. It's <laughs> Nas powered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just hydraulic. He, <laughs> he ate some spinach before. Uh, Heading out. Um, and then he does the classic sort of badass movie move where he tells Mia to take the wheel. Take the wheel. And, and she, she does the, the classic, I don't know why. <laughs> Hit the take gas. Take the wheel. Right. And 17 minutes of, of him arguing oh, with her. God, I hate Your Fucking brother's so in danger. Just take the wheel. I don't want to take the wheel. Take the wheel. Who's going to take the wheel if you don't take the wheel? I the ride. I didn't think I would <laughs> yeah. be doing anything. I gave you the cell phone number, and now I'm driving. This uh, is why I'm not in on the heists. Exactly. Just take the fucking wheel. <laughs> Vince has already fallen under the truck. Uh. He's been mangled. <laughs> Vince is already dead. Dude, where, by the way, too? There's no this is this is California. Mm-hmm. For those of you listening who live in California, you will understand. Yep. For those of you who do not live in California, 
there should be thousands of cars on the road. Like, yes. I have never seen a highway that has no one on it at all, with the exception of the robbers and this truck. It's early in there the morning. There are no cops, especially like, early in the morning. That shit yeah. should be gridlocked. For, for the idea that the cops, uh, cops everywhere are, are looking for these guys. There's not one CHP. Mm-mm. There's not one chips cop around. Nothing. That's right. That's right. No, no one construction for happening. miles and miles. There's not even a broke down car in front of them on their path. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. I There's a guy that. who's like changing his tires. Like, hey, hey, vroom, hey, hey, vroom, hey, you assholes. Hey, 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 fuck. I should have got AAA. Hey, hey. <laughs> Somebody give me a jump. Oh, so, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey. So Brian, Brian climbs up on the. That's that's like Smokey and the Bandit. The only thing that's missing is we got a long way to go <laughs> and a short time to. Hey, hey, we gonna make you know hey, this total hey. Smokey and the Bandit. Thing. You know what? This movie needs some Hal Needham. <laughs> oh, dude, what man. would what would happen if if out of the back a car would have rolled out like like as oh. the semi was going? It was like a Night Rider type thing, and it's like the 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 semi guys are like we're hiring our own bandit, you know, to fight these guys. It's like a dude in an armored car, and there was a big. It would that have been a totally different movie. That's another movie. That would have yeah. been, yeah. That's yeah. a movie I'd watch. Oh, so that's, Brian, he climbs up on his door, uh, somehow not being shot at by the driver. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, but we see the driver reloading, so that explains. Yeah, there's a really amazing shot, this by the way, thing, that yeah. cuts inside of the of the, of the the truck. Mm-hmm. And you see the bullets, the casings, like, hitting the ground by the guy's feet. Right, he opens the box, really cool he picks shot. some, drops some up, he opens the gun. I mean, like, there is, like, these sort of segments where you see, like, the whole process of him reloading yeah. this gun. Yeah, because yeah, um, you were wondering. I, I bet I bet somebody watching the movie in the, in the rough cut was like, how is this guy reloading so fast? Is that Lee Harvey Oswald in there? And he's like, we got to show it. We need right. to show it. Right, and how is Brian? jumping on the vehicle here and not being shot at. Right. That was my question. Yeah, because he's fumbling. Was this believable to you, Anthony? No. Okay. No, not at all. And all right. we missed the I opportunity you know that to reveal that it was the original guy ever. from the beginning. <laughs> it, the camera just could have panned up yeah. and would be maybe, like, it's that guy! Maybe in the special edition, Anthony. Ah. Maybe in the special Director's edition. Director's Cut, yeah. 2001. Right. Yeah. We'll fan edit the shit out of that. Well, in, in the actual movie... Uh, Brian in, in canon, Anthony. <laughs> Fuck you, you delusional <laughs> asshole. Brian manages to get Vince unhooked, uh, and he jumps back onto his car just as the driver shoots. It's really great timing, this whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, and so we were talking earlier, this whole sequence took about two to three weeks to shoot. Wow. Mm. Uh, you mentioned, Vito, there being quite a few people involved. Yeah, so this is, this is something that's really interesting. Oh, by the way. They rescue Vince, and the truck just keeps on going. Keeps he's going. got like a mission. He's got stop. a job to he finish. He just keeps going. Yeah. And he's successful, aside from destroying his truck, which is a yeah. really funny thing. He never calls the police while he's driving <laughs> to get extra help. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't he have a CB radio on his freaking truck? Yeah, because there, there were no, like, like I need news, a black and white. news people going, breaking news. You know, there's a huge car chase. You know, nope. the yeah. so-and-so bandits. None of that. Um 76 stunt people worked on this movie, which is a massive amount for a low-budget movie, including more than half a dozen females, Mm. which is, that may sound like a, like, oh, what what is that? Why is that a big deal? Um, In the stunt industry, we all know Mm -hmm. people in the stunt world. It's really hard for women to get work in the stunt Mm -hmm. industry because there aren't a lot of, well, there weren't at least a lot of female action heroes at the time. So the fact that there were like, I think it's like nine or ten 
uh, female stunt people on the on the movie, which is fucking amazing, right? Um, led by a veteran stuntman, Charlie Piserni, who was the guy who uh, did all the stunts. He was the stunt coordinator for Die Hard, Demolition Man. Wow. This guy nice. was like 70 when he made this movie. So a guy who mm. knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And, and one of the things that I found very interesting is uh, John McTiernan, when, in the commentary for Die Hard, talked about how this Charlie Piserni guy was so instrumental in helping them block out how the action sequences should go. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder if he didn't basically kind of second unit direct some of these scenes mm. with the action That's in it. Very because possible. the sequence, I'm not trying to shit on Rob Cohen. No. But, I mean, this is an exceptionally directed scene and the action yeah. stuff is amazing and absolutely this so. this is the stunt of the movie yeah and i actually wanted to take some time here to go through the awards that uh, this movie won mm-hmm. um one of them is most performed songs from motion pictures for oh, that's uh, fucking hilarious sense. put it on me which i don't know what exact movie that is um it also won a hollywood breakthrough award for uh breakthrough male performance for who? Paul Walker. Okay. Okay. Which okay. is interesting. Uh, MTV Movie Award, Best On-Screen Duo, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. Oh, oh of yeah. course. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the movie itself won the MTV Generation Award. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I promise there's a point to these because, Anthony, did you know that there is a stunt award? I mean, like there's a stunt awards show just, just for stunts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot what it's because called. Because sadly, they are ignored by they the They are called Oscars. the Taurus Award. No. Right. Wow. No, they're the world's... What? Well, let me back up. They're called the World, the world Stunt Awards, but they won the Taurus Award hmm. for Best Driving. Truck hijacking, the black sports car drives in front of and then swerves under the semi-truck at high speed. So it's the stunt that Letty performs nice. actually won an award. That is amazing. You know, you mentioned that there was a lot of females on the stunt team. Yeah. I checked to see if Zoe Bell was on there. Mm -hmm. It's way before her time, yeah. Yeah. No, she was still doing stuff back then. Okay. (laughs) She was on an episode of fucking Xena, dude. Okay. Yeah, she's been around. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'd like to go back and watch Xena. What a different mindset It doesn't hold up doesn't hold up? No. That's good to know. But their chemistry is good. Uh, They turned into straight lesbians at the end. Oh, I remember yeah. that as oh, a kid. Yeah. Oh, oh come on. We all knew. Wait, it was like, it was like that aunt you have that never had men around. She always had her special <laughs> friend at the house. Oh, uh, yeah. And you were always like, they're awfully close. They're really close. So, Why did you never get married? You know, and they're, you know. I'm mm-hmm. not done with the stunt awards. Sorry. I have an uncle. There's that. more stunt awards, guys. You're, you're a little testy. Okay, there, it also Zach. won. <laughs> Sorry, man. A little testy. <laughs> Sorry. It Go also ahead. won uh, Best Work with a Vehicle. Uh, and this is for the part where the stunt performer transfers from the sports car to the side of the semi truck to have the second stunt man tied to the truck, which Holy is where. Shit. Which, and this is the section, obviously, where Vince gets swung to the side. We got a helicopter going. That's great. The helicopter that was missing in the sequence. <laughs> That's what it really <laughs> to cha- needed. To chase down the truck, yeah. Best stunt by a stunt woman. Oh. Awesome. Okay. Uh, and it says that, uh, well, who cares? It doesn't. We have, I mean, it could going into specifics i guess but uh so there was there was that award uh it also won best stunt by a stuntman so it won both best stunt by a woman and and it's interesting that there are two separate awards for a woman's stunt and a man's stunt which i guess sort of glad there is only because and this isn't about um like uh equality or anything this is just because so many people do phenomenal jobs i would hate for a woman to be outshined and just there'd be one award it's kind of like just this goes right back to my immediate point 
I watch wrestling. So, like, there are phenomenal so women wrestlers, and you have WWE champion, and you have WWE uh, Raw women's champion, and SmackDown women's champion, because there are so many wrestlers, it'd be a shame to just have one belt and a woman doesn't be able to get, you know what I mean? Sure. And so a women's like tag team championship is coming, too. It should come, and I'll tell it you is. why. Yeah. There are too many women for just two belts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. No, it's on its way. Okay, when, guys. hopefully, before Evolution, which is next month. I'm sorry. They're going to no, unveil oh, no, it no, at Evolution. Okay. Hmm? They're going to unveil it there. At, at the yeah. So it's not going. There's not going to be a match at the women's pay per view. No, there is. For the title. Yeah, they're going to announce it. Okay, cool. We'll talk more about it. All right, keep going. Um, guys, well, I just going to say watch. that oh, I do sorry. think it is interesting, though. I mean, because like just physically, there's such a difference. I mean, even you know, equality and everything. Yeah. A difference between a, a male body and a, and a female body. Absolutely. It sure. does make sense that there is a disparity or yeah. a difference there. Yeah. Because also, you're not going to. If I see uh, when you look at a Captain America or a Marvel or a DC movie where somebody's doing this hulkish uh, stunt of strength and you have to basically look like the male actor, who's to say that if I see a woman, I'm going to obviously know that she's not playing the Hulk. Sure. You know what I mean? But if she's playing uh, a Pepper Potts or a Scarlett Johansson or something, then it's like, okay, that stunt was also amazing, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't compare to what the Hulk just did jumping off of this building. Totally. Totally. And how many times have we watched movies – from the 70s and 80s and you've been like that's a guy in a dress <laughs> yeah like you could it's very clear yeah it's some you know overweight greek man oh who's yeah. supposed to be playing you know there's a lot of sally that buffy too yeah that's so. that's the funny thing about like uh i won't even say 2000 stuff but early 90s they didn't uh speed the frame fast enough to where you could still just see the right. guy in the wig, you're like, yes, come on, yes. I see his face. She I should has never a see mustache. Just come on. Yeah. Face off was one I noticed. There's a there's a really? shot face off where it's like that is not Nick Cage. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's an it, African it American man. Guy. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you're like, like so what is fucking happening? Like they didn't uh, even try. So the the truck drives off. Uh, Mia, you know, she finally gets Vince and Brian back on the car, so she drives off the road. Leon pulls up with Dom and Letty to join him. And, and Letty's in the back seat, and she's pretty banged up. Mm-hmm. But before Dom goes to join Vince, he tells Letty that he loves her, which I thought was an important it's, part. It's really it. funny because he says that to her, and she looks at him like, yeah, yeah right. the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah. I'm bleeding out. It. Please leave. You kind of expect them to break up at the end of the movie, but they don't. But Because she's like, Spoiler I'm over Anthony. it. You know? How dare you spoil that for me? I don't know. Like, fucking... It's not. There's 15 minutes left, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> this, this thing's almost done. They can't add a subplot now. A subplot. Okay. So Brian's working on Vince, and, and, and Dom comes up, and he tells him if they don't get him to an ambulance in 10 minutes, he's dead. And Correct. so Brian has no choice but to call for help and reveal himself to be Officer Brian O'Connor in front of Dom. Dude, this Vince, fucking dude. scene. I, I will say this scene is amazing. There, there's. I have there to point go. something out before, before like we it. get to that. Vince's tourniquet is made out of his own belt, which looks like it's something out of the Matrix. I was like, <laughs> thank God he's wearing bondage gear, or he may right. have bled out right there in that field. <laughs> the uh, and by the way, when this movie was first submitted to the uh, MPAA, it received an R rating. And they ended up having to cut shots of Vince's mutilated arm out of the movie. Interesting. Thank goodness. And that lowered the rating. Which is they, which is bizarre. That PG thirteen for this movie was so important. I think we maybe have even talked about this. Yeah, yeah. There would not have been a second film if it was R rated. I think. When you said Vince just now, I thought you said Vin, and you were talking about Vin Diesel. Oh, that would have been great if he had a mangled arm for the rest of the movies. <laughs> mm. 
One arm, one arm, Dom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I live my life one arm at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so there's also this uh, really interesting part in this where uh, Brian's on the phone, and he says that he is an off-duty MAPD officer. Oh, even though the subtitles do say LAPD, it's just I don't. Maybe he spoke, misspoke, or something. But he does say I'm an off-duty MAPD. Which does not exist. What's oh? I yeah, I looked it up. It's not a MAPD. thing. Had to be a miss, but yeah. So it's I, dyslexic. One take. Like, that's all you get. I was gonna say it's kind of like in Star Wars at the end where uh, where Mark Hamill yells Carrie instead of Leia at yep, one point, yep. and they kept it in the movie. Really? Yeah. That's been gets, disputed. You can hear it. Yeah. He he gets out of the X. He says, and he "Hey," <laughs> or, or Carrie. Hamill does have a high voice. It's not true. <laughs> so there is the scene that's actually going on, which is the conversation between Brian and the, the person on the phone. There's a whole other scene that Dom and Brian are just having in facial expressions. It is amazing. And you can see Vin like he wants to swing on him, but he remembers, oh, this is a movie. This is not the part of the movie where I. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also he his is buddy is, is in danger. Yeah. You know, they got to take care of Vince. There's yeah. more. There's a lot, literal life and death situation going on. He's seething in this in this moment. And you could see that he wants he's he's shocked by the betrayal mm-hmm. that his friend is a cop. Yeah. Like Vince had been saying the whole time. You see the shock in his face. You see this emotional turmoil and this anger mm-hmm. like he wants to attack him. But he oh, knows that his, he can't. His body language is incredible. Oh, he's because he he's goes yeah. from from surprise scene. to anger to Whatever emotion is that he's like, we got to take care of Vince first. Yes, this impressed yes. the fuck out of me. I will and say. And Paul that. Walker, yeah. Paul Walker is delivering his, you know, Equally message. Equally amazing. Yes, because he's sitting there and like he's almost shaking okay. because like he's genuinely afraid of what Dom could do to him. Yeah. And he still has to, you know, get, get this a, guy help. Exactly. Uh, and and there's also that moment too where where <sighs> Dom looks to Mia like I mean he shoots her this glance and she's just like she has this face I did not know that it was that he was a cop mm-hmm. and. Yeah, he, he looks pissed. I mean, that was weird to me. It was really amazing. Well, it's because I think he thought that maybe she might have known yeah. and didn't say anything to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, because, I yeah, guess. she was, like, questioning whether she knew or not. Mm-hmm. To me, it came off as, like, you know, he duped you. How could you let him into our, our group? Could okay, be it. And I will concede to that. Yeah, and that's it's probably like, what that dude, is. Dude, you were the one that got duped. You were the one who let him in. Like... But it was, it was your typical, fucking fault. Why are man. you looking at Mia like typical you're going to fucking kill her? Blame, blame the woman. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's gaslighting to hey, like, the Dom fucking Hey, Dom was not extreme. the one making the That was a Kavanaugh moment. <laughs> Mia For those was of you listening those. to this 20 years in the future, <laughs> 20 it's years the politics the of today. I also noticed that Brian told uh, the dispatch that Vince is about 24. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that guy's 35. <laughs> yeah, easily. Uh, I'm 35, but I can play 18 to 40. That's right. <laughs> 18 to 40. Have What's you your seen age my headshot? If I shave, I look like I'm 18. <laughs> yeah. So Vince starts to go into shock. The helicopter shows up, and Brian is helping load Vince up onto it. Uh, Dom and Leon are ready to go. They tell Mia to, to, to come on, and uh, Brian watches them go and then watches the helicopter leave. And that is amazing visual symbolism. There, There is... Okay, so this is something I took extensive notes on, and I apologize. I'll try to go through them fast. Uh, this scene is a masterclass in in filmmaking motion, in conveying space and using the space between characters to convey the emotion and what's going on within the scene. So John McTiernan, again, why I think this Charlie Pisserni guy might have 
had some sort of influence on some of the action stuff is because John McTiernan talks about how if you want to do a great action sequence or great movie sequence, you have to get a sense of space, the, the space that these characters are in, and then give a sense of the relationship of the characters within that space. Mm-hmm. And this scene, all that's present in this. So on the helicopter, um, there's this look between Brian and Mia, and, and it's so amazingly shot because the camera pulls back uh, from the helicopter and Brian loading you know, Vince into the helicopter and it goes between Mia and Dom. Mm-hmm. Like it brings them into the scene. So he's framed between them, right? Mm-hmm. And Dom looks at Mia and then walks out of frame. And then it cuts to a shot of Brian, a close-up of him turning and looking. And he sees Mia and there's this reverse of Mia. Everything in the background's out of focus. Mm-hmm. And that out of focusness basically shows basically Brian is dead to Dom now. He's walking away and it's everything's out of focus and she's torn between the two. Yep. Which is how that, that focus is really, really important for that moment. And then it intercuts between Mia having to choose between Does Dom she stay and with Brian. Brian. Yep. And then she walks out of the frame and it rack focuses to a shot of Brian completely by himself. Then the helicopter floats up and takes off and leaves Brian. So basically he is completely alone in the scene yep. as they drive off. And he is, pardon the pun because it's a Vin Diesel movie, a man alone. That's right. Because yeah. he's not part of the street crew. He's not part of the, the cops fully. And he's kind of like torn between these two. And I also wanted to mention apparently this whole scene had dialogue throughout. Hmm. And, and uh, when they finally edited it, Rob Cohen said, you know, something isn't working. Stripped out all the dialogue. And that's what we got. That was a good call. Yeah, very good, a call. Really good call. Because every all those shots, all the the story elements are are there. You know, like you yeah. know, there's no what what is the extra dialogue going to do? Yeah. You know, there there's something else I noticed too. Like earlier in the film, Dom makes a big deal about how you know Vince left him, and there was a possibility that you know Dom could have been arrested. He's basically leaving Vince to get arrested i mean it's a life or death man yeah. i mean like you know vince could die but that's weighing on dom like, sure sure that's, I, I i noticed that like, yeah, and he would die though because he says if, yeah. if, if nobody gets here in 10 minutes he's dead so yeah. i mean he would have died had that helicopter not come so he would have literally let his friend die and the great thing again kind of about this whole film is that like all the like the reveal uh of brian being a cop to Dom and me and everything, they provide believable reasons like why he would have done this. It's like mm-hmm. he had to do it. Yep. And I think, you know, in a lesser film, it could have been less important. Well, they also meaningful. touch upon it with, you know, Dom's dialogue about, you know, I would rather die than go to jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much what, you know, Vince has to go through. But he's not willing to let Vince die. Yeah. Well. Because that's the kind of man Dom is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's about family. Yeah, dude. This scene, this, this fifteen minutes is incredible. I just enjoy those incredible. parallels. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible stuff. And again, way better than most B movies. Oh, that's a fact. Like a terrible director and a terrible cast could have like that would have been maudlin beyond human. Oh belief. my god! Absolutely. If it would have been a cast of Save Out of Bill, yes. <laughs> oh, Take out Dustin Diamond Guys, hit movie. Get me off that helicopter! I'm about to bleed out. But and then, then Brian just looks at camera I'd like to have a soliloquy every now and then. He freezes time and <laughs> exactly. time out. Now, I know you guys want me to not tell totally. him I'm a cop, but I have to. Okay, here we go. Time, time in. Time in. Roll credit. It's all right. Saved by the bill. Vito, you're absolutely right. Like, it is, you know, a pretty high grade B movie. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, like. I, I, I've kind of shit on the movie, you know, a little bit 
throughout you know our adventures. Understand. Um, but I've liked the it. The band setting up. Yeah, we're the Jumanji band. band. <laughs> but I liked it a lot better than I thought I would. Well, yeah. that that might be our our cue to to maybe wrap things up. Uh, as sad as that is, because I just I love this section so much. I feel like I could talk about it for a while. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, but. Uh, Clayton, what, what do you got going on? Anything? Oh, wanna... uh, the next thing that I have coming up, I'm on the Lit AF tour with Martin Lawrence. Nice. That is going on through December. And I am, my, my, the premiere of my show, Family Time, comes back for season six on Monday, October 1st. So if you guys are able to check that out on the Bounce channel, if you don't have Bounce, go to the internet, Google <laughs> it. You can see it anywhere. We're on cable, regular television, and the internet. Nice. Dude, amazing. And, and, Dude, your Deaf Comedy Jam special is amazing. Thank you, man. Yeah. That was a dream come true, man. That, um, I'm so honored to have been able to perform on Dev Jam. Uh, it's something I've wanted since I was seven years old, so it was incredible. Nice. Dude, that's amazing. Where can we find you, Vito? Uh, I am on Twitter at Vito Lapicola, but I never tweet. And uh, I'm not on Instagram. So what? I'm pretty much uh, Why aren't you on Instagram? caveman. You have to. Vito's not a Thomas on Instagram. You have to get know, on Instagram. I know everybody's. I know. First, you got to buy Spider Man. Then time, you got to. Yeah. Get. By the time I get on Instagram, it's not going to be cool anymore. No. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? People be like, "You're not on, you know, fucking post, whatever." You know. Finally got know. on that MySpace. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> MySpace. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just friended Tom. So I think I'm <laughs> on the up and up in terms of career stride. You know what I mean? Anthony, are you uh, afraid of social media? No. No. Okay. Um, I'm afraid of people. Like finding me on social media, ah. I like to keep my shit. You're private. like the Bigfoot of social media. <laughs> it's People true. see you, but you're hard to find. Easiest way to reach me is on Twitter at this game cheats. Uh, but before we end, I want to say something. Uh oh. To hell with the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. I want a prequel involving the truck driver. From the beginning <laughs> and the end of the movie, I want to see his backstory. <laughs> I, I want to see you know. A, a billion spinoffs. Vietnam vet. You, you, you want vigilante just got truckers. Back from the exactly. War. That's I, I'm going to make this movie myself. Idea. Anthony wants to make a series of films called Vigilante Truckers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Where they take bat- matters the into their own hands. It's the Punisher, yeah. but with trucks. Will and Kevin Roma- and James be involved? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Who, who, who? Kevin and James. And they're going <laughs> to spin off in a romantic comedy. As a matter of fact, we referenced you know that person on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. That's actually Jeff. <laughs> we, or Eighteen uh, Wheels of Terror. You, you may get me. your spinoff. Excuse I have a feeling <laughs> that after the Fast and the Furious movies end and Hobbs and Shaw gets going, they're going to do everything. Oh, oh man. Letty goes to college. We're going to see, <laughs> the golden see years. Jesse starting a drug thing with Mr. Pushman. Like yeah, Rodriguez Brian O'Connor, uh, year one. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Brian O'Connor, year one. <laughs> Where he's just, uh, he's just boosting cars in Arizona. That's the whole show. And the cop catches him, and he's like, you know what? You could be a great thief, or you could join yeah. me in my mission and in take Los down Angeles. people like you. And I am at Zach for Real on Twitter. That's R E E L. And you can find, uh, you can tweet the show at So Fast Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Oh, and follow us on Facebook too. Follow us on Facebook, So Fast Podcast. We should probably start a so fa- fast, uh, so furious Instagram podcast. for So Fast So Furious. Oh, man, you going to take some photography? You know, maybe maybe that's, I'll dip the toe. <laughs> like, I'll Do dip it. the toe. You'll love that, it. That's a all lot right. of picture taken. That's all I know. I'm concerned about. Yeah, anyway, uh, I think that'll wrap us up for, for, for this week. For and next week, we have the yeah. last f- 15 minutes of this movie, and uh, we hope you, you join us. See you then. Take care. <laughs>